don't get me started with those guys. Uh, and on that note, welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy Dan Pedder Show podcast. My name is Gabor. Okay, welcome along. I'm Alex, and hope you're doing well in the world. Yes. Hope everything's cool. Hope you're not getting flooded out in New South Wales. Yes. That's bad. Or oh, is there still fires in California? Oh, possibly. Hope you're not getting burnt in California. Hey. <laughs> what? Don't worry. Um, um, yes. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, tuning in. Before we even start, uh, please make sure to uh, take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this podcast and either email it to us, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com. All the links of that kind of stuff are below too. Or uh, send us a photo on Instagram, like a private message or whatever you call it, an Instagram chat message. Yeah. Or Facebook, uh, send us a message or go to our um Gear chat, super fun, awesome gear chat, or whatever it's called, group. <laughs> Links all up below and post it there. Yes, just so we get to know the people that, that watch this show. Yeah. Watch this, listen to this. <laughs> it's a podcast. Um, and just quick shout out um, to two people who did that last time. Um, Wilfried Wapusk on um, Instagram. Mm. Send us a picture of his cat and the French coastline. Last, the last two things I was looking at while listening to the podcast, the cost of uh, the coast of Brittany in Western France, and my crazy one-eyed cat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wilfred, hope you're well, man. Uh, and then also got an email from Jason Lorenzen. Uh, what I'm looking at while I'm listening to the podcast, I'm working on my kids' bikes. Thanks heaps for helping me get through this. And it looks like, which is always a pain, trying to adjust gears. I think that looks like what he's doing there. You know, gears the gears don't go well. Or, yeah, yeah. And you got a, that little wire string thingy, you got to adjust string it. String thingy. And it's a pain in the butt. So, yeah. Uh, so, hi, Jason. Thank you so much for sending that to us. And, yeah, anyone else, if you want to um, shout out, you know, on the podcast, send us a picture. You don't have to be in it. Your children don't have to be in it. No one has to be in it. Uh, innocent bystanders can be in it, but just whatever it is you're looking at, whatever you're doing, um, you know, we had um, people send us a shopping trolley and yeah, you know, anything like that, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. So Alex, yo, what's new with you? I've been doing some gigs again. Doing ah, some fancy. A couple of playing gigs and a couple of PA audio gigs. Actually, the two playing gigs I did were both functions. One was a private party and the other one is a wedding and i for the both of them i use the acoustic the dreadnought which the is Sire. um the a4 a4 thank you i'm sorry a4 n i'm gonna say because it's two yeah i think it's the a4 n no a4 and n4 mm. i think that's two the a4 <laughs> is the dreadnought one yeah i think whatever a a for dreadnought so that's um that's a guitar I talked to those two gigs. Yeah. Mm. And how did that go? Yeah, really good. Because I had some issues, not issues, but to me it didn't have, a, it was either, the, the tone thing was either too tinny or too bassy. Mm. Did you find anything like that? No, I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, just straight in. Pretty much flat EQ. I actually pulled some bass out of it at one point. Okay. Yeah, well that was the thing. Like when you have it at the nice, yeah, I, I, I didn't touch anything on a PA. I should have, you know, if I would have mucked around with it on a PA, it would have worked. But just plugging it in compared to my the Martin that I usually play, mm -hmm. it was either really boomy, yeah, or it was really tinny. It yeah. was one or the other. Like I couldn't quite find a sweet spot on the actual knob on there. Yeah, I'm sure if I would have taken some bass out on the PA, it would have been fine. But I was just being picky. Okay, yeah, no, um, yeah, it went fine. There's um, oh the the first the first one was this someone's seventieth. And it was the daughter of the seventieth, seventy-year-old woman that put on at their house, and it's very uh, some of those people that think they're very fancy, but not quite as fancy as they think they are. Okay. If you know the types around. Was it Noosa? Around that area. Yes. <laughs> and um, she had quite a lot of plastic in her face. Botox. And other places. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So she was a bit. I don't know, like. Buoyant, buoyant, I guess. High maintenance. <laughs> yeah, everyone had matching white linen shirts on and things. And, uh, it was a bit wanky. 
But yeah, that was cool. We did did our gig and then left without saying goodbye to anyone and got paid, so that was good. That's always good. And the um the second one was um it was two nights in a row, and the second one was a wedding, and there was um there was very down to earth people, but quite reserved. Everyone's really lovely, but they were quite reserved, and no one danced much. And it was all very. Was it Noosa again? No, it was um, cool. So cool. Yeah. And this this one guy and his his wife came up to us, and they were about kind of they're quite short people, like five foot two or something, and both exactly the same height. Now, often couples at least some difference, exactly the same height, like. They came out of the, popped out of the same mold. Okay. And they said, oh, <laughs> really nice, but quite nerdy. So, oh, do you guys know how to play the the, the uh, kick, uh, Star Wars Cantina theme song? Oh, like, God, yeah. Can you put that into it? <laughs> can you put that into some of your music? Because we really like that, because we had a wedding and on, on the 4th of July, 4th, 4th of May, because it's Star Wars. May the 4th, yeah. And, uh, and that was really good. We had a Star Wars theme wedding. You got that voice down really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he goes, yeah, goes goes on this rant about how their wedding and all the tables, the mm. name that named of the tables where all the groups of guests sat. Oh God! Were the names of the moons? Oh no! <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on! <laughs> yeah. I mean, in saying that, probably this the world of that niche niche world of effects pedals that we live in. Yeah. I'd say there's quite a few. Just Henning and all his buddies, they're all Star Wars nerds, and yeah, yeah. I mean, not in a bad way, but um, I mean, he's got he 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 names his whole thing, his entire channel and his entire life. Henning is based around um, uh, the uh, what's it called, the uh, galaxy, the um, oh, the number forty-two. What's it called, the 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 the. Oh, uh, 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 what's the uh, what's it, oh, I'm bl- blanking out that um, the book that um, bring a towel and the, the meaning. What's the meaning of the what's the meaning of life? Forty two. The meaning of the universe and everything. Oh, okay, no, I don't. The, um, I'm sure. The uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, sure, that. God, my. So I was sorry, still, I was still thinking Star Wars. No, yeah, no, no. Gotcha. But I mean that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, okay, there, gotcha. there's a lot of yeah, those I, people around. I see what you mean. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a massive nerd. Well, so. These people are really lovely, but <laughs> they just went all into the detail between songs. Like, we just uh, stopped because they talked to us. <laughs> and they kept talking and talking. <laughs> and it's funny. And then Dion, who was playing sax with us, tried to get him to play the melody on sax. And got that far. And then he just, like, oh, I don't really know the rest, sorry. But they sang it to him, like, at, him, at his face. <laughs> You know, and then um, then they'd come back like, oh, it's really close. I think you're like a semitone out. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, thank you. Deal's like, yeah, but I still don't know it. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, but the acoustic guitar was good. Yeah, well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so I've got some friends that um, they have kids now, so they don't do it anymore. But before they had kids, they went to a lot of these sort of fun runs and park runs. Yeah. You know, they were called fit, fit nerds. Because, <laughs> you know, you've got the two thumbs. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. No, they used to always go to these park runs and fun runs. Mm. And all these people would dress up and they would, like, run as Mr. Spock. And, right. You know, and they always had weird outfits. And every <laughs> every picture of them, not anymore now because they've got two kids now and now it's only pictures of the kids. But um, before that, every picture on Facebook was of them dressed up as some weird... <laughs> you know, character from some movie, mm. Star Wars or Star Trek or whatever, at some fun run or park run. There's some interesting people in the That's world. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, nice. Uh, any new gear stuff other than that, Alex? Not overly. But we've got some new gear that's kind of ended up like come to your house that we did videos on, but nothing personally that I've kind of bought. Um... We've talked about the old blood noise endeavor stuff. I think we did last time. Yeah. I we haven't actually tried the flat light at all yet. Well, I haven't yet. I've only tried it really briefly just to see if it works. Yeah, well, maybe next week we'll do a video of that. Yeah. So um, we're going to check out the flat light at some time, some point. That's one I just got in a trade off um, marketplace kind of group thing. I traded someone for or something. And um, other than that, no real kind of gear purchases or acquisitions 
Well, we had a fair bit of stuff for it. Well, I, okay, I should talk about my kind of purchase that goes hand in hand with um, mm. something we got. So a little while ago, we got, um, I think I talked about this last time, possibly, but uh, I not actually have it in my hand here, and it sounds like this. Um, uh, we got a whole bunch of pickups from Fishman's. Fishman sent us three pickup sets. A Strat pickup set, or I think they call it single-spaced pickup or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's some weird name. Uh, and then they sent us the classic humbuckers and the modern humbuckers. Yeah. Now, I've put the Strat-style ones into my Fernandez. Mm. White Fernando Strat style guitar, which you played briefly today as well. I that's poured, an old one too. Uh, that's 70. So, that's 78, 79. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, Fernando Strat, which is great. Um, and I put those pickups in it. And um, here I'm holding, uh, I think I mentioned last time, so I bought this Greco. Uh, 1978 Greco. I'm not sure what the model number is. I've got to look into it a bit more. But it's a, a Les Paul style guitar. Um, it looks very... Like it's a it's one of those lawsuit style guitars with the same that book open book headstock and mm, yeah, it's, uh, great. it's very much a I really like it. It's a cool guitar, yeah. Um, and so it, it was missing a whole bunch of bits. Like one of the pickups was kind of hanging out of it, wasn't attached to it because the screws were gone and the uh, actually the winding, you know, the pickup when you have a humbucker down the bottom where the screws go in. Yeah. Um, that was all stripped. So I had. Um, uh, screws that because I wanted to originally wanted to put the original pickups in it first to see what it's like, but that was all stripped and wouldn't stay in there, and and sure. the wires were all funny and anyway, so I just thought, you know what, let's just get rid of it all. So I, I took all the electronics, I took the pickups, all the wiring, the pots, everything out. Mm. It didn't have a jack plug; it was just a big hole there. It was open. Uh, one of the machine heads was broken. Uh, I was looking around for a little while. I thought, ah, oh, should I try and find another Greco machine head to make it kind of original? And then I thought, ah, I just want this to be a player guitar. You know, I'm, I'm not, cool. this is, it has lots of dings and stuff on it. Um, so I don't want it to be, it's not a museum piece. It's a player guitar. So I bought some, um, I didn't really even look at brand or anything. I bought these Goto machine heads just because I measured everything. And even... The screw holes were actually that didn't line up in the end exactly, but it looked like it was all going to line up and fit, yeah. and it pretty much give or take did. So I bought this kind of just you know that what do you call it tulip thing or yeah, like that sort of Gibsony looking like fake ivory, fake bone. Yeah, f- yeah, yeah. But that, that shape, style. that sort of that style, like a Les Paul style um, uh, machine heads. Yeah, uh, I bought a because it's a bit of an older kind of slightly beaten up guitar. So the I bought. Um, um, I think it's called a worn look, mm-hmm. worn look um, tailpiece and um, uh, a, a, a bridge, uh, which are all measured and it all fit perfectly. So I didn't have to take things out and stuff. So it's a, it had the posts of the um, mm-hmm. of the bridge, but it didn't have a bridge. It had the posts of the tailpiece, but it didn't have the tailpiece. Right. But I measured it all; it all fit. Um, and I took all the knobs off. It didn't have any. Um, um, like the plastic knobs, the actual knobs on the pots. So I took everything out and I put the uh, a wiring, all the wiring and everything in, and I put the Fishman Classic Humbuckers into it. Uh, and actually, this morning, I actually had it all. That's I put strings on it and I set it all up and I did the intonation and everything and plugged it in for the first time. And surprisingly, <laughs> because I did all the soldering and I'm a bit of a noob to the whole world of soldering, it all worked. That's great. So, um, yeah, I've got this lovely, and it is a nice guitar, very resonant. It's chamber, the body's chambered, so it's not mm. as heavy, and it makes it very resonant. I mean, what, I'm about, I don't know, me- meter and a half away, meter and a bit away from the Maybe microphone. Meter, yeah. It's very loud, um, but it's a great guitar. Um, the frets maybe need a bit of polishing, but they don't look too worn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it has an it has a few holes in it, but they're sort of disguised. I don't know what they look like drill holes, but I don't know. I mean, those are probably from the pick guard. Yeah, there's some behind the bridge though. That... But those I don't know what they're from, and up here especially, like maybe it's there was something there. I don't know. But it's a cool looking guitar, and it actually I was really surprised 
how easy it was to get it all going and and set up and the pickup sound killer too. Mm. So there is probably next week if you're listening to this around about when this video when this podcast is released, probably next week there'll be a brief video on this guitar. Yeah. Uh, already yesterday I filmed the before everything, you know, the the guitar with the missing machine head and stuff I filmed a quick video on it and then tomorrow probably I'll film a video on the after or maybe I'll wait till I get the knobs yeah sure because I bought some knobs that were meant to fit these shafts <laughs> but they didn't so um yeah I need to I need to find ones with um that actually fit this um and a truss rod cover but that's all I need and I think I mean maybe almost almost a bit loady action but it's great it doesn't really buzz no, it's pretty cool. I've played it for like five minutes this morning. The, it's a cool guitar. The really cool thing about it, whoever's had this in Japan has put um, Japanese coins yeah. over the tops of the strap buttons. So I'm going to take a photo of that in, in for the video. I'm talking uh, up close photo. So wow. yeah, they put it sort of, it, it looks like you can see the screw that is meant to go into the strap thing, but it's sort of on top of it. So I guess it's to hold the strap in more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they look like these kind of really old, uh, just coins, just Japanese coins. So like drilled a hole through the center of through the, the center of the coin and put it on there. Yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping that on there. Definitely, That's yeah. part of it. Um, and you know, a lot of people will go in and clean every little, last little bit off and stuff and. Uh, I cleaned the fretboard and I cleaned the neck because that's what you're holding. But the body, I kind of just wiped the dust off. And, you know, there were a few kind of gunk marks around when I took the old um, the nuts and stuff off the, where the pot was. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. To me, this is it's all character. I mean, as long as the fretboard's yeah. fine, the rest is... I like it a bit worn and beaten up. And I think they look good. Yes. When, Especially like Les Paul style guitars, when they're too pristine... You're almost a bit afraid of touching them sometimes because it's just oh, I don't want to get a ding in it. Yeah. I remember with my Carvin, my the, the one I use in a lot of videos, the CT6, that kind of PRS looking one mm. with a. We used to call it Coca Cola because it looked like. Sure. If the sun shines on it, it looks like if you have a glass. Yeah. Coca Cola and in, you can all the carbonate it, the bubbles go up, um, and I remember I used to use that for gigs all the time, but I was so worried about dings. Yeah. And then, uh, it once. I used it for teaching. I think I told that story ages ago, but I'll tell it again. I used it for teaching always, that guitar. And I had it... Um, I always... So in the teaching room, where I teach guitar, music and music, there's a table sort of in the corner, right? So what I usually do with guitars, and now still do, I put the guitar sort of um, face forward, so fretboard forward into the corner, so it sits where that little L is between the desk and the wall. And sort of it sits in there, right? So it's leaning in the corner. Yeah. Uh, and I always, 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 always do that, right? But there's always at least two or three guitar stands in there. And once in, I don't know, 15, 16 years of teaching, I put the guitar on a guitar stand. Yeah. Right? Normal guitar stand. And I remember there's like they have um, um, office chairs kind of in there that you sit on. And I remember someone, one of my students didn't come. And someone outside was yelling my name, saying, Gabor. And instead of getting up, I kind of rolled mm. to the door. And the the cable, the lead, the guitar cable, was kind of under the the, 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 chair the wheel. wheel. Yeah, yeah. And as I rolled, the guitar kind of went flying forward. And because it's up on a, on a stand, so it was, I don't know, like 20 centimeters above the ground, or however much it is, 15 centimeters above the ground. Yeah. When it fell, it landed on the headstock, and the headstock snapped off. Yeah, right. Um, and then I had that fixed. And since then, now I don't care about things anymore. But that was a, um, but that was the only time. Because if it wouldn't have been on a headstock on on the stand, I think it wouldn't have fallen on the headstock because it would have been on the ground, mm. and it just would have just fallen on its face. But because it was off the ground, it actually fell onto the headstock. Yes, sure. But anyway, yeah. So that's that's that, that was the time when I stopped being worried about things. Yeah, I've seen that in like people selling guitars too. Like, oh, you know, if it doesn't have a scratch on it. It's like come out of the music shop. It's just like you know, come out of the factory kind of thing. Like that sounds boring. <laughs> yeah. You want it kind of be played in. Like I'd like the guitar to be have ten years worth of gigs under its belt. Well, this guitar is uh, was made in a very uh, good year, fantastic year. 
dodgy people. Uh, you have to horse, actually, also, because um, I'm a horse. Are you? Yes, it was the same year as me. So it's, mm. it'll be uh, this year, 43 years old. <whistles> old! Wow. So this one's a bit older than me. So this is Ju- July. Mm. So uh, uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99% sure um, with Greco's, because Greco is what came out of the same factory as Ibanez back in the day. So Fujigen. Yeah. Uh, and Ibanez in those days, the letter is the month. So A is January, B is February. Have a look. Yeah. So this is G. Yeah. So A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So it's the seventh month. G78. Then the 78 is the year. And then the other numbers is the production number of guitars that year. Yeah, cool. 7,442. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the coins are cool. Eh? They're very cool, yeah. It's a cool guitar. It's a... It's a it's, I mean, I, I'm, I've, for ages now, I used to have a, um, uh, 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 an Edwards, Edwards, uh, Jimmy Page Les Paul. Mm. For people that don't know Edwards, Edwards is a brand that's technically only meant for the Japanese market. Uh, and it's made by ESP. So there's actually two brands, there's Edwards and there's Navigator. Um, yeah. So. And they're both, so Edwards is sort of, Navigator is a really high-end stuff. Oh, yeah, and Edwards is the sort of high end, but less high end, sort of not as high end. And I think Edwards is more, they do copies of guitars. So Edwards will have a Les Paul, a Jimmy Page Les Paul, and they have a, I remember they used to have a John Frusciante Strat, and they had a David Gilmore Strat, with even like relicking and everything. Yeah, right. Um, and then the Navigator stuff was like it was you know you'd get a Les Paul and it looked like a you know with a perfect top and you know like they made the same guitars but they were sort of the perfect guitars whereas the Edwards guitars were the more you know relic and you know old looking and stuff and that's a guitar I really liked but I sold it mm. a while ago and in hindsight I'm kind of kicking myself for selling it because that was a cool guitar yeah right but so this is sort of my my um I mean, we got that Sire L7, but that's sort of a modernised um, Les Paul, whereas that's sort of more like a traditional Les Paul style guitar. And now, hopefully, so the, the classic humbuckers that I put in there, um, Fishman classic humbuckers. Um, so you've got the the two tone knobs, and both of them have push pulls, which sounds like this. Wow. Uh, and the one of them uh, is a coil split, but because the way Fishman pickups are made, there's circuit boards and stuff in there, so they reckon it's a true single coil, not a false, not not, but not a <laughs> coil split, yeah. but a true single coil, um, which sounded pretty cool. Um, yeah, the cool kind of wound up a little bit this morning. We were setting up, and um, but between that and also there's a boost. So yeah, it's a, so second thing with it with nothing pulled out. It's meant to be like a PF style like old school Les Paul sound. Yep. And you have the single coil and then you have the kind of more modern boosted um, humbucker sound. And there's, there's like a really nice even jump between the single coil, the normal and the boost yeah. sounds. So the, the normal so, is, is X amount louder than yeah. the single coil and bigger. And then the boost is the same X amount louder than the, yeah. They're, yeah, it's, it's, they're good. I, I mean, so far, so far, so good. Mm, yeah, um, I quite like these, and they kind of got slightly brushed finish on the fishman. Well, you can so that's I picked that so you can get uh, mm. um, chrome like super shiny, and you can get I, I get it's called brushed aluminium, so the actual brushed aluminium, uh, and I wanted that because again I don't like too shiny, so I got the same one for the other guitar. So I got the modern humbuckers too, which will go into my carbon, which I haven't done yet but that's going to be the next thing i'm going to do um and i've done the strat as well so you played it quickly briefly this morning what were your thoughts yeah it's cool um this uh, that neck is um it takes some getting used to for me what the neck of the guitar yeah. or the... oh because it's an old yeah, deal it's again it's a it, it's an old fernandez from again same year 78 79 um and yeah, but there was something about that neck I liked. That's why I kept that guitar. I had four Fernandes at one stage, Strats, mm. and three Tellys, and I kept one of the Tellys and one of the Strats, and I sold all the others. Um, and the Telly I kept, it's been in a couple of videos, it's that sort of bound, but it's a mahogany body. 
bound mahogany body with a burst, but because it's mahogany, it's a really dark burst, but it looks kind of cool. And double bound front and back. And I later put a Bixby on it. Um, I might have to um, keep an eye out for another one of these. These are cool. The Greco. Oh, I talked to Tim. So I bought this, mm. and we're not affiliated in any way, but I bought this. I saw um, Tim from Mojo Stomp Boxes in Sydney, who, if you're after anything uh, vintage and Japanese and stuff, um, he's the man, especially if you live in Australia. But he ships worldwide, and um, it was packaged really well. Like I said, we're not affiliated with him. He, I didn't get a discount. I didn't ask for a discount. I should have. I uh, should have probably. He, uh, I just saw that he listed, I think he bought a whole bunch of guitars mm. and, and stuff. I think almost like a almost like a container load full of stuff. Because uh, right. he went to Japan a few times, not last year, but the year before. And I think he buys this stuff and then puts it into like a shipping thing. And then... You know, like six months later, it arrives, kind of thing. It's not one of the things where he's in a rush to get it. Yeah, yeah. And I think he. Slow boat. I think it arrived and then COVID hit. Um, and then uh, a lot of it, um, he didn't get through it all. And he just posted a whole bunch of sort of um, need TLC guitars, like guitars that. Yeah, you know, well, to have bits missing. Like and this one's a was this sort of project guitar. Project guitar, I guess. Yeah, that's what you would call that's it. That's what you yeah. called it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, because there's parts missing and. And I saw it, and it was quite cheap. And I know a bit about all Japanese stuff because I, I went through a phase where I was really through into the, all that stuff. Mm. And I know a lot of the old seventies Greco stuff or Gneco, as a lot of people call it, because it looks like an N. It does yeah. The logo, it's because it's sort of meant to look like Gibson, but it's Gneco. That's cool. Um, and it was Bernie as well. You know, that's they were right. kind of similar ones. Um, from the late 70s and early 80s, so up till about, you know, between sort of 77, 78 to about 82, 83, they were killer guitars. That's sort of when all the lawsuits happened and mm. then, um, which Gibson lost. Oh, did they really? They all lost. Yeah, Fender and Gibson lost those lawsuits, which is one of the reasons why Fender ended up buying um, one of the factories, Japan, which yeah. then became Fender Japan. It was Squire originally and then Fender Japan. Um, because they didn't have any grounds because it was only meant for the Japanese market. And in Japan, the copyright law didn't apply. Well, there you go. Which is like, do you remember? Never. Did I ever talk about that? But for a little while, they had here in Australia could buy these unauthorized CDs. They actually were yes. called unauthorized. Yes, yeah. At cheap shops. Yeah, yeah. And there were lots of live recordings of big famous bands or like B-sides and stuff like that. And apparently, there was... Uh, in South Australia at the time there was a law where you could do that right so, law was missing or some copyright thing was missing and they were actually it was written on it unauthorised that was like that's they made a thing out of it and I still got a few of them because it's like Nirvana live gigs and Red or Chili Peppers live gigs and I was that was in the 90s that quickly went away but they were huge for a while and they were like five bucks for a CD with 20 songs usually fairly good quality recordings too mm. anyway um, but yeah, it's a killer guitar, and I'm, I'm, you'll it's see cool. it more in, in videos yeah, soon. Dig. Dig a dig. So it needs a little bit more of a setup, but yeah, maybe talk to Tim. He yeah. he posts new guitars like every second day. There's three or four new guitars. I think he has a lot of them floating around. Um, and yeah, you were saying SG. That actually could be kind of fun in SG. Yes. Um, I bought a wiring harness, so I have a Les Paul style wiring harness. Oh yeah. I can use <laughs> with two card taps which didn't fit into this um and i didn't have a drill bit big enough to drill it out so i just went oh i'm just gonna put the fishman stuff in this thing because it was meant to get the ah. I, I was kind of umming and eyeing about it all the time but this is meant to get the haven pickups in it and those pickups are meant to go into the str carbon strap well yeah so what's happening with that now don't know yet that's on hold because well it's extra on hold because i found out i need to route a parts out where the pickup uh, for the pickups mm. so that's on hold for now but it'll happen eventually I've got a pick guard eventually two pickups will go into it you just need some good pickups for it yeah well maybe there's haven pickups when they come maybe I'll try them out or I don't know what I'll do um, we'll find out but yeah I, I like this and I thought it's an old kind of Les Paul thing and they're PAF style pickups so mm. um, maybe I should just make that more the traditional Les Paul kind of sound of guitar. Uh, and shoot to E-flat at the moment too. Was it? Oh, that explains that. With 11s. 
Nice. Yeah. Interesting little holes, eh? Yeah, what the holes? Like there's one up above the neck, past the um, cup switch. Yeah, which that's that's the only original bit of electronic left because I didn't have a switch like that, but it works. I put contact cleaner in it and it works. That's cool. Yeah, the frets aren't like they need cleaning. I think they just need to clean up. They're not like worn down to it. No, they're not. No, it's good. Mm. So yeah, I'm quite happy with it. So you'll you'll see start seeing that in videos coming up soonish and. Um, as a kind of a more traditional Les Paul style guitar for us to use in videos. And I just like these old Japanese guitars. If I, if, if I could get another one, you know, maybe even like a, an old Greco or Bernie SG, that could be kind of fun. Um, I think I'm sorted with, with um, like a 335 style with the old Ibanez. I really like that guitar. Yeah, cool. Actually, I'm going to jump on Tip's Facebook group while we're talking. Mojo Stompboxes, yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh, so that's that was a long, long chat about my new um, Greco. Uh, the other things that came, and so we, we talked about it briefly, but uh, Dreadbox sent us a bunch of stuff. Yes. Um, yes. Some of it is Eurorack stuff, which we're going to do a whole series on integrating guitar in Eurorack. But they also sent us some pedals... Mm. And I'm saying plural, and this is a bit of a scoop for you people here on um, on who listen to this. If you listen to this as the podcast comes out, because the day after this podcast comes out, there's actually some new pedals they're releasing, which we did videos of today. Yep. So we can't talk too much about it. There is actually, if you go to the Dreadbox website, if you're listening to this before, um, before, um, well, Saturday the 27th, at 6 p.m. Greek time, Greece time, Greece. Is, Greece time. Well, in Greece, is when they're releasing um, the new pedals. Um, so early Sunday morning for us. So there'll be videos of us, you know, with us coming out. Um, we've done the Komarebi. So what you thought? Actually, because last time we haven't done a video of the Komarebi yet. So what are your thoughts on the Komarebi? Yeah, it's cool. I think I might like the phaser, which is the lethargic. Let's start. Start with one thing. What? Start. Start. Start because that's that's we don't know about that yet. That's not released yet, technically. So. Yeah, we just said it's released. Yeah, yet. I know. I'm no, but see if you go to the website, they're blurred out. There's oh, yeah. actually four new pedals. We only have two of them. Hmm. Um, there's four new pedals, and if you click on it, it actually says one of them says eight stage phaser, but that's all it says. Yeah, and the other one says compressor filter. That's mm. all it says. So and then one says stereo delay looper. That's all it says. Yes. And then another one says stereo reverb. reverb. Yes. Which um, I believe we're still getting that one. Mm. Um, but anyway, so uh, Com let's start with the Komarebi. Mm -hmm. Flanger thoughts. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, just not massively into using those kind of effects. Like okay. Like flanges and phases. They're cool, but they're kind of like, I, don't, I just don't really have a use for them. Okay. Well, however, they do it really well. Well, I find to me that the, um, I'm not a big fan of most modulation effects, mm. but the, for, especially the Komarebi is a pedal, um, it's different enough and it does quirky stuff with all that. You know, being able to have almost counter rhythms going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I really dig it. I like it. I yeah, like good. it a lot. And especially that one setting we had right at the end, and a few people commented on that in the video too, where we drove the Bucket Brigade yeah. chip. So it had almost this kind of, I don't know what you call it. It's almost like this sort of like a delay, like a really quick delay in the background. Mm. Uh, it sounded really, really cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. So the, the two other pedals that we, let, you know, let's not get too into them because they're not technically released yet. One's an A-stage phaser and one's a compression And one's filter. a compression filter. Okay, so the phaser. Yes, I really like that one. You really like that one? Yeah, probably had more more like connection with it than the Komarebi. Okay. Um, I don't know why, but I just do. Okay. No, that's good. Because the other one's a flanger. Yeah. And... I know they're both in the same world, but they're, I don't know, it's just something about this one. I was like, 
yeah, that's really cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so with like with all of these, they kind of have um, they have CV control from modular the world. Yeah. But also that means you can kind of manipulate these t almost typical guitar type pedals in a different way. Yeah. So you get really unique sounds out of it, not just a standard phase or like a phase 90 or something. You could maybe do a phase 90 type thing if you really well, search, close to it, yeah. search for the sound, but it's not that thing. It's kind of more like coming from the synth, synth side of... Yeah, it's more of a... It's, it's, it's a it's not an effect that you put on in the background. It's it is mm. the the effect. Yeah, it's almost an instrument in itself. Yeah, in itself. Yeah, especially when you can go to FM. FM, yeah. Um, um, it's cool. I, I, in all honesty, that whole series, I love the way they look. Mm, absolutely. Which people haven't seen that yet, but tomorrow, <coughs> if you're listening to this when this podcast comes out, anyway, um, they look great. Uh, they seem to be built really well. Uh, I love the design, like the colors, yeah, really well chosen colors on all of them that I've seen. Um, that you know, that Japanese writing on it looks cool. So they they all kind of look like that Komarebi pedal, mm -hmm. uh, but different colors. Um, and I'm really looking forward to being able to modulate stuff using. I mean, because the thing is, a lot of them have the. Um, so for example, I think this one. You have an LFO out at the top. This is the mm. same as a Komarebi. And you can actually have the LFO out go into the manual. Mm. But then you turn the LFO, kind of, you turn this to the manual side. Aye. So you don't actually hear that LFO. But you're controlling this with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Or you can have the LFO and the manual thing going simultaneously at the same it's thing. So you can, you, can do, you can do very interesting things. And it would be interesting to actually get into that. Mm. Yeah. Which we will down the track. Um, yeah, dig it. So okay, so you like the phaser. So what were your thoughts on the compressor filter? Yeah, that's really fun. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's probably almost my favorite out of them. I sure. gotta say, I really like it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, between those two, so far. Well, for um, me, I, I have to say the. Actually, I might even like the phaser better than the other one. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Weirdly. Well, when you keep the phaser. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, um, and I personally, yeah, I think the f the the filter compressor is great. It and is really. I cool. think that together with, uh, I'm I'm gonna I want to I'm gonna write a track. I reckon I'm gonna write a track with the filter and the flanger. So I never actually paid attention to the controls on these because we haven't got into them yet. So the the CV LFO out. That's the the rate of. So you can use that that LFO, yeah, the rate of the LFO. You can use yeah. that. So you can technically use that on something completely different. So you can run that into into yeah. On my yeah my small yeah. collection of Euro Eurorack stuff. So it's an LFO. So it's an independent LFO. Yeah, yeah. The um the manual and the rate the ins. Yep. So you can so for example you can use the LFO. And bring the LFO into the rate back into itself. You know what I mean? So mm. you can have like, you can do crazy things with the actual LFO, or you can use, you know, you can you can you can muck around with it, and you can. It'd be interesting actually to muck around with it with the Dreadbox delay that you've got here, the yeah. the Eurorack delay. Nostalgia. Because you can make him interact, and you can make that's fun. The you can make the phaser kind of go in sync with delay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of on our long-term project to. Get a whole bunch of sounds. Oh, sorry, I just realised the light on that is it on this fretboard. There's a whole dug out there. Yeah, there's a bit of a um, the what is it? The eighth fret um, is a bit something happened there, and it's scalloped. a bit scalloped. <laughs> but I mean, it's not. Nah, it doesn't doesn't. I only noticed it because the light hit it. I didn't notice it when I was playing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it. I don't know what happened there, but it's it, it's a bit scalloped. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter, like as long um, as it doesn't. And then, probably going back to the last conversation, I don't really care that much if it has a ding like nah. buckle rash or whatever if it plays well and doesn't affect playability yeah. I think it looks much better and, and you're less worried you know you yeah. pop it and it doesn't matter because it's yep. you know a lot so, of people you know this whole relicking they go oh you know relicking it's stupid mm -hmm. but to me um, I mean this is unrelated to the Dreadbox stuff going back to the other thing but you know like I said when I used mm -hmm. to play that um, 
my carbon, you know, expensive guitar, pristine condition. Yep. Gigs, you're just worried about anything happening to it. Yeah. When I got my um, my uh, my red Jazzmaster, which was my first relic guitar. Yep. Um, you know, you bang it into something, and you go, oh, well. well. More relicing. <laughs> More relicing. Looks cool. Oh, that looks cool. That's a new chip there. Excellent. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't know. To me. That's the thing, you know, and it just looks, I mean, this is real relicking because this is an actual, you know, 40 plus year old guitar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. But yeah, so that's... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, so, so um, with the other filter... The filter. Compression drivey thing. Yes, which is a, yeah, a bunch of things in ones. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool, hey? So it's got kind of like a drive that can almost go to a fuzz with the help of compression. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of a bit of clean in it too. And it does auto-wire and filtery things. It's, I, I like it. Yeah, I think cool. it's a cool pedal. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Be interesting um, to see the others, the delay and the reverb. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if they're getting released this weekend as well. This I'm not sure, weekend, yeah. But um, apparently we're getting them too, so. Cool, yeah. But he was saying um, they're a bit, I think they're a bit behind with production on that, so. Mm. Um, I think they may, maybe even releasing all of them now, but the phaser and the filter compressor, I think, will be available now. The other two may not be available for a while, sure. but released. Announced. And you know, announced. Yeah, sure. Ah, do what you can. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 knowing, just from what I know of these pedals now, mm. uh, having a delay looper yeah. and a stereo reverb, that'll be cool. I'm sure there'll be interesting stuff. Actually, does it look like they have more than one? Because you can see, you can kind of, yeah, they both have two buttons. Oh, foot switches? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because you can, they're blurred out. So if you go to dreadbox-fx.com and go on the menu thing and click on uh, products and then under products you go to effects, uh, it takes you to the page where, you know, they show the five pedals but only the Comarebis in focus at the moment the other four are out of focus but when you click so when you click on the Komarebi it goes to the Komarebi page um, but you click on the others and it just says there's just a um, basically a blank page saying eight stage phaser <laughs> so yeah we'll it, next it, week. yeah we'll find out next week yeah so that's cool, yeah. So that's that came, and that's mm -hmm. um, oh, um, the guys from Electric Factory mm -hmm. finally got in touch with me again because we've had the head rush gig board oh, yeah. for like two years now, something like that. So that's apparently finally going to get picked up, and we're finally getting the loop board now as well. Ah, yeah, the head rush loop board. So that's coming. Mm -hmm. um, can't rush these things. No, you can't rush these things. Um, Jeez. Um, what else? There's other stuff on its way already, I think. Oh, actually, so we did the uh, uh, videos we did last week. Yeah. We didn't talk about. We did the Mu Drive. Mu, Mu Drive. Mu, yes. Mu Drive. Mu Drive. By Mostronics. Mm. Um, what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it's cool. Super thick. Yeah. Super weighty. Yeah. Interesting stuff, eh? Like he does. Well, he does. All this stuff is good, I reckon, Mostronics. Yeah. He's really quite good at this sort of stuff. Does, Sorry, we just said like he does have like a voice yeah. that comes through all these, yeah. all these yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. I guess every designer and manu manufacturer has it where they have some sort of ideals that, especially overdrives and distortions, that some sort of characteristic that yeah. does go through all their products. Like we always say with Boss, Boss have a certain mm. their drives all have a certain flavor to it. Yep, JHS and every other yeah. major or minor player in the world. Yeah, yeah. So they um. But he definitely likes the big, like almost wall of sound stuff. I thought it was great. I, I, re, I remember really liking strummy chord stuff. Yeah. Because it's super fat, but lots of definition. Mm. To me, it's more. It was more of a, a strummy pedal than a lead pedal. Yeah. Because lead, if you're into that kind of really blown out bluesy kind of stuff, you know, like a combo amp begging for mercy actually it might be cool with that Les Paul yeah I might try that oh we've done a video already so we're not, we didn't try it in the video but for fun uh, at home just for fun at home um, yeah that was a cool pedal 
We could do, because um, we did it at one stage, like shoot out between his drives. We could do an updated one with all oh, the yeah. ones. With the new ones that we haven't done yet. Yeah, cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Be fun. Uh, what else did we do last week? We did um, yeah. another, oh, the Kink Psychedelic Charlie. That's right. That was really That good. was really good, yeah. That was fun. I liked that a lot. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, like, we talked about this, it's like, maybe we should get into some more retro-sounding fuzz designs. Yes. Yes, we should. The colour sound. Because that's colour sound. I think that's a, yeah. a, a colour sound. And same with the um, sound box workshop. The the seventy six. I think that was a color sound. Yeah, I think fuzz um, circuit, but somewhat modified. I don't know. Yeah, I like those. But that that sure. was great. That was the kink. Kink like Mostronics have not disappointed yet. Mm. I don't think anything we've had of theirs was meh or bad. It was all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it all. And um, can't remember what I was gonna say now. Yeah, it's fun. Oh yeah, so yeah, got me thinking. Maybe we should check out some of those more earlier circuit designs and kind of stuff that's been inspired off it. Now, we did, obviously did the massive clon thing, but some of the really cool clon things were ones that were inspired by, but not direct copies of. Yeah. But taken to yeah. somewhere else, and um, that was like I remember the Matthews effects had three band EQ and yeah, yeah, yeah. there was there's stuff. a few of them that were sort of taken to the next level yeah yeah so maybe we should do some research if there's any um, cool fuzzers out there that you guys know about yeah let us know especially the ones that are early designs circuit designs does does the Baron have old fuzzers does he or does he not is he not into that sort of stuff yeah he seems to know he does I'm sure he has like, fuzz faces and things like that. I mean yeah. Okay, well, let's let's get him back on the show. He's got everything. He's got from <laughs> He's a he's, he's a crazy man. Yeah, the Baron. Um, Wall of Marshalls. Oh, he's got a lot of Marshalls and a lot of guitars and a lot of everything. Eight, eight by twelve cabs. And two old clones. Three. Did he buy? Was that a real one? I don't know. He's definitely that, got two. <laughs> he's definitely got two: a silver one and a gold one. Um, <clears throat> oh, we did that reverb today. Oh, I had a Mariana by K-Line. That's another one we did. Yeah, which is an opposite of a clone. <laughs> Total opposite to a clone. Cheap um, so what were your thoughts on that? It's cool, yeah. So if you don't know, Mariana's um, uh, sort of soundscapey reverb, modulate, they're called modulated reverbs, but it's definitely in that soundscape ambient yeah. world. So there's seven different reverb types on it and three knobs that... It changes what they do depending on which reverb type you use. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of them, I wish they would have chosen something else, like a mix, for example. Yep. Um, some of them don't have a mix, so that's what I mean. It would. Some of them went a bit, even for me, a bit further than I would use. But some, the tremolo reverb was great. That's cool. The flangery one was great. Hmm. So, what was another one? The but at least that it's probably not like I say could have been tweaked a little bit, but none of them were boring. That's what I liked about it. No, absolutely not like, at all. No, really big voices, like no apologies, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just really big statement. So that, that uh, was kind of cool. So all up, so that was the last out of the K-Line pedals that they've sent us. Yeah. All up, what were your thoughts on the K-Line stuff so far? Yeah, it's. Well, they also like, sent us a power supply, actually, which we should have probably used for the videos. But yeah. um, what do you do with the power supply? I use it at home, actually, because it's got um, USB outs as well. Oh, yeah, cool. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's like if if you didn't know if price wasn't even a thing, like in, even in the, conversa in the conversation, I think some were hit, hit and some were okay. Yeah. Uh, like with the Mariana, I think with the, if you wouldn't know, if someone would put it in front of you, mm. just by looking at it with graphics and stuff, you'd go, that's a cheap pedal. But sure. I think some of them like the, um, the Sundance Drive, is that what it was called? Something like that. Um, which was a boost and an overdrive. Mm. Um, that looked great. Yeah. The quality of the knobs and everything was great. Uh, and it sounded really good. So I think if you would stick that in front of someone and go, 
what do you think of this? No mention of brand. Mm. I think a lot of people would rate them much higher than what they actually are. Yeah. Um, there were some, yeah, some were a bit meh. So out of all, out of all of them, which one probably, if you kind of think back, which ones did you like the best? Oh God, try remember now. What were they? Because there was. Um, we did the uh, uh, well, the Sundance Drive, yeah. the Jewel Drive, the High Chief, the King of Tone kind That's of right. one. That was pretty. The cool. Super B Queen B Queen B, mate. Uh, which was the um, yeah honey sweet honey or something like that. Uh, the the Mad Professor. That was okay. That was. Um, I quite liked that one. Yeah. That was one I quite liked. Well, then the um, the, the Timmy. Vemeran kind of clone, the uh, Pure mm. Sky. Yep. Um, that Mariana reverb. Oh, the other reverb, the Shimmer reverb. Yeah. That was it called the uh, Wonderland. Wonderland. Is it Wonderland? Let's go back on now. Um, Wonderland ambient, yes. Yeah. Which yeah. I think was it. The reverb was awesome. The Shimmer was a bit true. Yeah. But you can turn the Shimmer off, so just use the reverb. Killer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Queen Bee was that. that I Queen Bee, I really liked. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favourites. That and a and the Pure Sky and the uh, Sundance Special. Sundance Special. Sundance Special. Is that what yes, it's called? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Just going through that now. one. I liked. And then there was the yeah Wonderland was the ambient. And the Brutus we just did. And High Chief was that other one. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And the yeah Brutus was okay. Brutus, which was a um, tube screamer style and a Dyna Red. The yeah. other side. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought listening back to it when I was editing the video, it sounded good. The Brutus? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Now, for me, standout Pure Sky is probably one of the standouts. Yep. Um, the Super Queen Bee? I call it Super Bee. <laughs> uh, Queen Bee is one of the standouts. And maybe the Wonderland. The Sundance Special, I really liked, I have to say. That boost with that drive. High Chief? Mm, it was alright, but it was not. It's probably my least favourite out of them all. Mm. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. Like, I find that with, with every company. Like, go, yeah. oh, I really like this one. And, nah, it's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. Um, but the thing is, yeah, at least you have an opinion on it. It's not like it's be- yeah. beige and boring and it has no personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it definitely has personality. There's definitely mm. something there. That's a good thing. Um. Okay. Yeah, well, I think that's about it. How are we going for time? Uh, we're at about, just about an hour. Oh, I should just quickly also mention, uh, I was just, last week, I was a guest on a podcast, the Guitar Speak podcast, which was mm-hmm. kind of, for me, a little bit, I was a bit, you know, quite giddy about it, because um, I've been listening to the podcast for quite a while. Um, that's Matt, Matt Wakeling, who, yeah. um, hello, Matt, by the way, if you're listening. So it was uh, myself and Rob, Rob Rhodes. Um, we actually met... Well, virtually met on Rob's the musicians in his like yeah. during COVID he had this kind of live streaming chat thing between musos, and that's when I met Matt, who yeah I've been listening to him for years with the podcast, and uh, mm. so he he messaged us last week both Rob and me and sort of had an idea. Uh, he said, "Oh, do you guys want to come on the podcast and we'll do kind of like a, a, a we provide commentary to the." Uh, pedals the musical, yeah. So that JHS, and you haven't watched that yet, have you? No. So he, it was funny because he messaged me. I was yeah. sitting there at, uh, it was I don't know, seven or so, seven o'clock at night, and the kids were not quite in bed yet, and my wife was still up, and I was, I saw that that came out like yesterday, the day before, or something like that, mm. and I thought, oh, tonight I'm going to watch that after because my wife wouldn't want to watch it, so after she goes to bed, yeah. I'll watch it. And then he messaged me and he said, oh, do you want to do, like, in a couple of days, do you want to, you know, do a thing where we kind of, we kind of provide, like, commentary while it's on? Sure. And I kind of went, okay, cool. And so I didn't watch it. So it was my first time while uh, we were yeah, watching nice. it on the thing. And, yeah, it was really cool. So thank you, if you're listening, thank you for having me on the podcast, Matt. And everyone, go check out the Guitar Speak podcast. He said some cool guests. He had, like, um, Dweezil Zappa and he mm. had... Um, I remember I really liked, um, it was ages ago, but uh, is it Sarah Long, Long State or something like that? 
um, she's that sort of ambient guitarist lady um, sure. who played with Iggy Pop now as well. And she's one of those people that um, she kind of got big over social media hmm. doing kind of looping videos. <coughs> Is it Lip State or something like that? Is her thing. Right. I don't know. Sarah Lipstate, yeah. Uh, she's a um, <coughs> guitar player. She does these sort of ambient um, cool. loop things. Yeah. Um, and she got quite big through social media and then ended up, mm. um, Iggy Pop kind of hired her to play guitar for cool. her and stuff like that. Awesome. And he did an interview with her and it was quite interesting. And quite a few people. So um, go and check out the Guitar Speak podcast and especially the episode, the latest one, Brahma. Because <laughs> it's cool. Because I'm on. Yeah, but it was it was awesome. It was I felt a bit you know it was kind of like ooh I'm on the podcast I listened to. Yeah, you it's kind of it's like when I, you know uh, just mentioning some names when I met like, like Ryan from Sixty Cycle Arm or Henning you know when you meet them and you go that's a guy from TV that's a guy from the from yeah. the from the phone while I sit on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think if you over time I'd go to the name. Yeah. Um, it's funny, there was just um, uh, Eirik, mm. just because uh, he, they're all buying these stupid, eight, not stupid, I mean, they're, they're awesome people, but both him, Eirik and Henning are buying these sort of 8K red cameras now, which yeah. are like these ridiculously expensive, what they actually use in proper film studios and stuff. Yeah. And he said, he, I think Eirik released a video in 8K. Yep. Um, and Henning was like, really? Wow. You know, like super nerdy talk. I and, saw that actually. And I wrote, I wrote, man, it looked so good while I was doing the poo on the toilet. Because <laughs> a lot of people, that's where they, you know, they do. Do you do? It's, it is, it's, it's statistics. It's true. It's downtime. A lot of people watch this stuff on the toilet. That's why they have subtitles on all those little viral videos. Because you can't really crank it up because they'll know you're doing it. <laughs> yes. Classic. Yes. No, I'm just sitting on the toilet because it, it doesn't want to come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a big burrito. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, uh, um, yeah, it was really cool. So thank you so much for having me, uh, mm. Matt. And hopefully, Matt, I talked to Matt about it. Hopefully, he'll be coming on our podcast yeah, very soon. Because sure. it'd be fun to have him on. Definitely. Um, have a chat. Hang um, on. Poor Matt now. He, last year, he... He, um, when all the bushfires happened in Sydney and stuff, he said they were sort of 10, 20 kilometers away from him, which is kind of scary. Yeah. And now they have these massive floods down there. And he sort of said, yeah, they're about 10, 20 kilometers away from me. So he's, he's uh, I think he's a bit over massive natural disasters. Because he said they had fires, then they had pandemic. Now they're having floods. <laughs> Locusts. So they're, they're not doing well. <laughs> So I hope, yeah. I hope you're safe, mate. And uh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And uh, yeah, and thank you so much to everyone for listening to this as well. Uh, and thank you, Alex. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. And what's the word for the... The word for the podcast this month, this week? Hmm. Greco. I was going to say relict. <laughs> or relic. Relict Greco. Just Greco. Or Greco or relict. Either Greco or relict or relict Greco. Whatever you want to do. And uh, just, you know, write that on the underneath our, um, the post where we advertise the, the, mm. um, the podcast. And I will uh, send you some cookie emojis. Good on you. Or maybe even other things too. You never know. Just random emoji data. Random emoji data. Yeah. All right. On that note, my Greco says goodbye. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with an E chord. And yeah, so thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with more. Don't forget the, whatever you're looking at while you're listening to this podcast. Take a photo of it. Email to our super fun, awesome happy time at gmail.com. If you're a pedal maker or guitar maker or builder or guitar instrument maker, amp maker of any sort, and you want us to do demos of your stuff, mm. send us a message. If you want to sponsor this podcast by any chance, you know, send us a message. We're, we're, we're for sale. Yeah, or if you make cookies and want to send us cookies. Oh, if you if you uh, if you uh, coffee uh, roasters roaster yes, and you want to send us stuff, mm. uh, we'll you know, yes. we'll talk, we'll talk, <laughs> yes. or cookie maker. Did you say that before? Mm. Uh, cake, 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 bake, baker. If you're a baker, cake, if you're a cakeist, <laughs> you're a cakeist. Uh, all right. On that note, thank you so much, and see you next time. See you. Bye.